welcome to the Mass Device Fast Five MedTech News Podcast, the show that keeps you up to date on the latest breakthroughs in medical technology with the top five news stories to get your day started. I'm your host, Danielle Kirst, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Hooley. What are we going to talk about today, Sean? Today, we'll discuss positive affibulation data from Biosense Webster, a new CEO at Silk Road Medical, major acquisition made by Inari Medical, surprising shutdown of an up-and-coming medtech company, and a deal between Cooper Companies and Cook Medical on some product lines. What's the first thing that we should know for today? First thing is Biosense Webster's positive data for the Q-dot microablation catheter. It builds bond positive results from the same study presented about six months ago. So without getting too deep into this data, which data point stuck out to you or what was your key takeaway from all of this? So the, the main takeaway would be that the results showed improved AFib control, relief of symptoms, and overall quality of life improvements with the Q-dot microablation treatment. So over 12 months, the study found a 99% and 93.1% improvement in control of AFib and relief of AFib symptoms, respectively. And 87.9% of patients experience a meaningful clinical improvement in quality of life. So those were the data points that really stuck out to me clearly a lot of improvement across the board in what they were looking for. And so this sounds like something executives could be optimistic about. Definitely. Jasmina Brooks, the Biosense Webster president, said that at the company, they're focused on improving patient outcomes while offering innovative solutions for physicians to treat the growing number of AFib patients. The efficiency study findings demonstrate that the use of temperature-controlled Q-dot microcatheter allows physicians to customize each treatment for each patient reduce procedural times, and offer significant benefits to patients through improving their quality of life. What's the next thing that we should know? Silk Road Medical named a new CEO, an experienced executive takes over after Erica Rogers announced her intent to retire last month. Who is taking over the corner office, and what is some of their career history? So Chaz McCann will become the new CEO at Silk Road. Brings with him more than 25 years of experience in the medical device industry, including a number of C-suite positions. Most recently, he served as president and CEO of Apollo Endosurgery before Boston Scientific acquired it earlier this year. Before Apollo Endosurgery, he held leadership positions at companies including Torax Medical and Intersect ENT, among others. What did the board have to say about this appointment? Well, Jack Laserson, the chair of the company's board, thanked Rogers for her 11 years at the helm and said of McCann that he's a skilled and experienced leader with a track record of effectively building and scaling medical device businesses into underpenetrated markets, and the company is excited to welcome him. What kind of optimism is the new CEO bringing to this role? McCann said he's thrilled to join the company and added that he looks forward to working closely with the leadership team and board of directors to build upon Silk Road's track record of growth, advanced progress towards establishing TCAR as the minimally invasive standard of care in corroded artery disease, and continue delivering on the company's mission to reduce the risk of stroke and its devastating impact for patients. Let's talk about one of those acquisition pieces of news that we have for today. Inari Medical announced plans to buy Limflow Medical for up to $415 million. We've been watching Limflow since it was actually on our list of startups to watch in 2020. So this is a fun development and it comes just weeks after the company's technology won FDA approval. So what is Limflow? What is it doing? So Limflow develops what it calls a TADV system, transcatheter arterialization of deep veins, reestablishes blood flow in deep veins to treat no option, chronic limb-threatening ischemia patients who exhausted all of the treatment methods. 
The therapy aims to prevent amputation and the associated complications, mortality, deterioration of quality of life as well. And yeah, that system for treating CLTI won FDA pre-market approval just a few weeks ago. What are some of the details of this deal? And already said it expects to complete the acquisition by the end of this calendar year and will pay $250 million in cash at closing, plus $165 million based on certain commercial and reimbursement milestones. What did executives have to say about the acquisition and how it supplements Inari's uh, strategy? Well, CEO Drew Pikes said that the Limflow acquisition is closely aligned with the company's mission to address significant unmet patient needs and adds another highly differentiated growth platform to its portfolio. Pikes said that they see the CLTI market as poised for durable growth driven by compelling technology, outstanding clinical results, and multiple opportunities for expansion. He mentioned that the company's actually been a minority investor and board observer in Limflow since early last year, so they've seen firsthand the life-changing impact the technology has on patients and how complementary the two businesses are. What's the next thing that we should know? The next thing is that AvailMed Systems abruptly shut down. We got word a company that sort of came flying out of the gates post-COVID with a way to connect operating rooms with medical device sales reps has out of the blue ceased operations. What was the reason behind the shutdown? Well, multiple sources confirmed to our Tom Salemi that the company shut down. People familiar with the company say Avail failed to close on a new round of capital necessary to maintain its growth, and employees were notified about the immediate shutdown yesterday afternoon. As you mentioned, the company emerged from the pandemic as just one of the leading companies building virtual connections between medtech and operating rooms. This news seems surprising. Definitely. It's absolutely surprising. It's sort of, as, as Tom wrote in his story, they appeared to be on fast pace to place systems in hospitals nationwide. That system, a six-foot-high tower with high-resolution cameras, monitor, sound that connects parties separated by however much distance, cameras providing clear view of surgical suites, built-in speakers to enable conversation between surgeons and outside parties. And it had been working to expand applications for the system and actually had a deal with Medtronic's neurovascular unit. So it was clear that big names all over MedTech were taking notice and another sort of wrinkle into why this has come as such a shock. And what's the other acquisition news that you have for today? The last bit of news we have for today is that Cooper Companies spent $300 million on some Cook Medical product lines. It's uh, an amended deal after the two had some history, I suppose, we'll get into. What are the details of the deal? So the new deal includes select products from Cook Medical's maternal fetal medicine portfolio, as well as gynecological surgery products, monitoring technology, disposable devices, and accessories. Mentioned by name were the Bakri postpartum balloon, Cook cervical ripening balloon, and the Doppler blood flow monitor, along with additional surgical tools. So the whole deal purchase price was $300 million. The products represent about 2.5% of Cook Medical's sales. Manufacturing will be transferred to Cooper over a two-year period. And you briefly touched on this, but the companies previously had a acquisition deal lined up, right? Yeah. So this news comes about three months after the Federal Trade Commission announced that the companies had abandoned their proposed eight hundred seventy-five million dollar deal. It was Cooper was set to acquire the Cook Medical Reproductive Health business. The FTC had looked into whether the previous deal was anti-competitive, and, and then it all fell apart. So, yeah, this clearly was a way to make up for, I suppose, that failed deal with slightly different numbers, figures involved. 
What did executives have to say about this acquisition? Cook Medical President Pete Youngman said that the sale fits in well with its overall strategy, saying that their vision is to get back to what they were founded on, delivering a continuous stream of innovative new products and services to address unmet customer needs. Cooper Surgical President Holly Sheffield said the acquisition is an excellent strategic fit for Cooper, adding highly synergistic and respected labor and delivery and diagnostic devices to its OBGYN and surgical portfolios. High-quality products will integrate into its business and support Cooper Surgical's vision of a world with healthy women, babies, and families. That marked the fifth story, so that's all the news that we have for today. Thank you, Sean, for bringing us all these insights. My pleasure. As always, read more on the Mass Device website and check out the show notes at massdevice.com slash podcast. Connect with us online. I'm on LinkedIn at Danielle Kirsch, K-I-R-S-H. Where can they find you, Sean? Sean, S-E-A-N, Hooley, W-H-O-O-L-E-Y on LinkedIn. Subscribe to the Mass Device Fast Five wherever you listen to podcasts and share this episode. Join us next week for your daily MedTech News Roundup. Thank you for listening. (laughs) 